0: everybody to the detecting history podcast mini series the detectorists on the detectorists and we are on season one episode two and i have my wonderful co-host carl mental detector with me how are you doing carl this week
1: I'm um, very well thank you how are you katie
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to go through episode two. I really enjoyed last week with Ellie. Yes, it was fun. And this week, our guest is Detector Rost. So we've got Ross here with us this week to help guide us through the episode. How are you doing, buddy?
2: Good, thank you very much. Not too bad. Got my
0: guiding,
2: good, good,
0: good. guiding hat on. <laughs> um. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> i have no hat guide on. Aussies,
1: uh, <laughs> for, for those who can't see him, he isn't actually wearing a hat.
0: No, it's <laughs> yeah, totally lying to you that. folks isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, yeah, so did you enjoy first of all russ did you enjoy episode one when you yes. watched it and what's your history with the detectorist have you ever watched all of the seasons before or is this your first time watching or is this your first time watching now as a detectorist yourself
2: um it is probably the i think it's the first time properly watching as a Um yeah, yeah. I've I've—I don't—I know everyone says, "Oh, I've watched it a hundred times." I—it's it, not an exaggeration. It's probably five, six times completely through um, that I've watched them all. I, you know, I tend to be one of those people who gets the DVD box sets for Christmas and things like that. Will ask for it. So then, when I get them, even though it's on Netflix and I've seen it as it came out on BBC and then I watch it when it comes out on Netflix or iPlayer yeah. and then I get the DVD box set and because someone's bought it for me I have this obligation to watch it again on the DVD so there's that and then it's again on Netflix and so so yeah probably whatever I said then five or six times and now as a detectress this is probably the I've partially watched it and then I'm um, now doing it again for this podcast
1: It's funny, funny you say that because on the last episode I was saying that the Detectorists, I got on, as a box set for Christmas a few years ago, and it's the one box set that I religiously keep out, and no matter what streaming service it's on, I will watch it on DVD. Yeah.
2: I feel like you're <laughs> cheating whoever bought it for you, or if you bought yourself the money you spent, even though it's it's like watching a, a film that comes on Film 4 or Channel 4 one evening, even though you, <clears throat> it feels more special that it's on TV and you can watch it now, <laughs> even though you've got it already. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, one of those yeah. weird
0: there you go. Common mm. ground already between you two <laughs> I haven't got it, I feel left out I'm going to put it on my Christmas list <laughs> so I, need, I need the box set, please <laughs> So um, this episode, so season one, episode two uh, First was on TV on BBC4 on the 9th of October 2014 So we're saying that's a, a good nine years ago that this premiered mm. Um, And so we launch into episode two, which has the title Mole. Um, So it's a beautiful sunny day again. And both Lance and Andy are detecting on the pasture field. So this is back on uh, the bishop's permission that they've got, I think. And Lance is again asking Andy what he's got. So this is similar to the first episode. Yeah. And uh, Andy looks down and he tells him he's found a Matchbox car. So a Chevrolet, Chevrolet. Corvette.
1: Yeah. Mm. Although it's, it's, it's a slightly better first find than in episode one.
0: Yeah. No yes. can, it's yes.
1: getting a little bit better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they're honing in, but I thought this was brilliant because he was like, "How on earth does this get in the middle of a field in Essex?" And I was like, "That's yeah. something we all ask, and that's been a theme on the main episodes of the podcast when people talk about the weird and wonderful things they've found or the frustrating mm. like can of red Bull sit like a foot down in the middle of a field, nowhere near anything. Yeah, and we all do that, don't we and go, how did that get there?"
2: Yes, absolutely. I think I think it, you know it's probably just a couple of kids. It's nice, I think there's a bit of a Metaphorical thing where you've got these two children playing with these cars in a field. At one point, obviously not far, go, far, mm. go, far gone in history because it's a it's a modern car. But um, two kids playing together, and then two detectorists out playing together in the field as well. Yeah, quite nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, you're right. Um, and then Lance asks Andy if he heard about Bob Cromer, who's dead, um, and he got. He got caught by the lightning. Um, So Andy's mega shocked. He's like, how did it happen? And then Lance explains, well, you know why? And then explains that the best finds always appear right before a thunderstorm. And then you get sucked into digging out that best find or the best signal. The storm's coming upon you and then it's too late. Um, And apparently they, they all died running because they're obviously running from the storm there's three of them i think yeah Greg um, and
2: janet horsewell for the other two. Yeah.
0: Oh, there you go there you go and it it took me back to a couple of months ago do you remember when we had quite a few storms just at the end of the the summer the hot <laughs> season and i myself was in the middle of a field by a big tree and i had my headphones on and i heard like this mad noise and i was like what is that and i took <clears> my headphones off and just as I did that, I, there was another clap of thunder and lightning and it was coming towards me. And I did the same thing. I pegged it into the woods because I thought I'd be safer in the woods than out in the middle of this field. Then I had to sort of do about a kilometre and a half walk in torrential <laughs> rain and then hope I didn't get zapped by anything. It's
2: <laughs> so, a yeah, sort of place i supposed to go, isn't it? Under a tree, but it, it just feels like it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it was in the woods or... Widowmakers we, we
1: as they are, as they're known.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had a better chance in, in the, the woods and oh, no, I was fine anyway, so it's fine. Um, and then, of course, Lance gets signal and then he pulls out something and Andy's like, well, what you got? And he's found a Pontiac Firebird. So That's the second car, isn't it, as you're alluding to, Ross? These two kids would have been playing out with their cards and then lost them that day. Okay, so we move on, and they're both sat under the the lunchtime tree, as I think it's called, and they're having a rest. And Lance is going on about his magical coffee, isn't he? He's obviously got some swanky coffee, um, but Andy doesn't want any. And then he starts talking about getting the band back together. (laughs) (laughs) To which Andy is like, are we doing a band? And he's like, yeah, we're doing a band, aren't we? (laughs) And then, of course, Andy asks the mistake of what the band was called. Did you log, Did you get what the band was called?
2: It's Fanny Magnet, which is um, John Richardson. John Richardson, you know the guy who's yeah, on is. 8 Out of Ten Cats Countdown. Oh yeah. And the stand-up. His his stand-up DVD was called Funny Magnet, which yeah. I quite liked. The play on. Obviously, after this, but um, but yeah, Funny Magnet, oh. which is uh, funny because of the two of them, not the most uh-uh. obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I like I just before that he says about uh, lance does that this is a damn fine cup of coffee and then uh he asks. he goes to ask a question to andy and then andy answers it twin peaks before he's got a chance to finish the question and i, I like that throughout every episode yes well not every episode but there's there's every time they're at that tree they're chatting about qi and and they just seem to... Universe
1: challenge. University
2: challenge, yeah. And they just read each other's... They know what they're going to say. Yeah. I don't know if that's because they... I know, obviously, Lance repeats things because um, he did let him see <laughs> it in episode one about Maggie being the battle axe. But yeah, but there is that, just the fact that they yeah. do know what each other's going to talk about. And it's, it's it's quite a nice sort of brotherhood, I suppose. Nice bond of friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, after all those years together, he can just yeah, predict actually, that he's going to try and impress him.
2: <laughs> I actually found the Twin Peaks clip yesterday on YouTube of, of him saying a damn fine cup of coffee. Um, so that's a boring, boring fact, but it's, it's available. Oh, before. there you go.
1: <laughs> there you go. Trying to think of his name, Agent, Agent, what's his face? It's the, it's the same guy who wants the cherry pie, isn't it?
2: Oh, I've never seen it, actually. Um. Oh, you've never seen Twin Peaks?
1: All no. right. OK. I won't, I won't be able to much then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to look it up, folks. Look it yeah. up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So he's talking about the fact he's written a new song, hasn't he? And this is why he wants to get the band together. And Andy's like, okay, yeah. what's this co- song called? And, of course, he's called it New Age Girl, hasn't he? New so, Age Girl. <laughs> yeah, you can see it in Andy's eyes. He's like, mm, is this about Maggie? <laughs> Lance no. is like, no. <laughs> it's
2: a good song, actually. I mean, obviously, we'll come to that a bit later, but I quite like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Huh. It was not so bad, is it? I'm going
2: of it as well because it, It
0: hints at Maggie because
2: of her crystals and,
0: yeah. Oh,
2: Crystal Encounter. Yes, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like the tarot cards and uh, stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, all the incense sticks and all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Lance then invites Andy round because it's Tuesday, isn't it? And Tuesday night is Metal Detecting Club. So Lance invites Andy over. He says he'll cook for him again lucky him <laughs> and he'll play his song for him so andy's like yeah okay all right you've got me um and then some people are approaching in the in the distance aren't they and uh andy's like who's that simon and garfunkel uh-huh. mm. so um we get our first introduction <laughs> to the antiquity searches don't we <laughs> yeah yeah the...
2: yeah and they were mentioned in episode one weren't yes. they? yes but yes and they were just yes. passing. yeah they were stealing <clears throat> permissions
0: again yes they're the baddies of the story aren't mm. they absolutely um and they rock up with their their ancient and antiquity <laughs> equipment don't they which is quite funny i was looking and he's got he's got uh, this, yeah this massive thing on him hasn't he where he's like carrying it around and obviously that's the speakers on his belt there <laughs> and it's just like wow you're rado yeah <laughs> I, I really like that scene I, I like that scene
1: because it shows, like, the broad range of detectors. So obviously, there's, like, there's Lance with his CTX. Yeah. There's Andy with his Deus. Yeah. Um, there's um, Simon. Oh, I can't remember which one. Or the real <laughs> name. Yeah, even. yeah. Yeah, with his, like, little Garrett, I don't know, 150 or That's 250, right. whichever one it is. Yeah. And then the other one that is literally, like, an antique. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's yeah. I, I, when
2: I was on episode before with the UKT, my episode, my um, podcast, um, I said about the, uh, the the comparison with fishing and detecting. Yeah. And actually you see this in fishing as well. You, you, go, you go out with a broad range of people and I said, you know, generally men, um, although that's obviously changing in both hobbies, um, yeah. but generally men. And then there's a range of ages and the elderly fishermen often come out with this really classic, that they were called classic, but it's basically, you know, rods made of bamboo and things <laughs> like that and old-fashioned old, old fashioned reels and stuff like that. So it's, it's nice to sort of see this played out in, in detecting mm. as well, not just in the program, but generally that people have older older kit that they trust and have used for years and don't want to upgrade. So it's good yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and... Simon or Garfunkel, which one, everyone it is, we need to learn which one's which, <laughs> um, says about Lance's CTX mine lab, And uh, he's saying, yeah, it's a good machine. And then he says, well, it's a bit flashy, doesn't he? So he immediately puts him down and starts digging. And Lance bites uh, back, doesn't he? And then Andy's uh-huh. like, mm, have you got permission? Um, no, actually, they ask... The antiquity searchers ask them both if they've got permission to be there, don't they? Which is all a bit suspicious because we know for a fact that yeah. they don't have permission to be there. Um, and they start going to and from.
2: I actually think they were... I think the, it was, they, were in the, they were cast in the bad light and it was actually the inverse of that because Lance had this immediate kind of negativity towards them when they came over. He said about feeling groovy, yeah. which is obviously a mock and and so and they actually started quite politely, and then it then they started to fight back. And it was only then, when they bit back, or Lance and Andy bit back, that that the uh, permission got you know they questioned about the permission. So I think they had a bit of a uh, negativity towards them because of believing they might be antiquity antiquity searchers um, prior to them walking over, or maybe it's just this defensiveness mm. of permissions thing that you see.
0: So yeah, I
1: do. Did... Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what it probably is. Like if you you get your own permission and you're so sacred about it, you don't tell anybody where mm. it is, uh, or what you found on it. Yeah, it's, I I think there's a bit of everything in mm. that that scene. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because you don't you don't want um you don't want anyone basically nicking your permission, do you? <laughs> that's
2: what it is. I mean, I haven't I haven't got any permissions. Mm. So if I get one, I don't even want the landowner to come near it. I'm... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> <Vick them. laughs> Sorry, I'm on a get away. <laughs> Off your pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, dear. So they start going to and from and accusing each other of being immature, don't they? And then Andy says, Well, we were here first and we've got an agreement with Bishop. He's given us exclusive rights, fifty-fifty on any fines. Um and then of course Simon and Garfunkel say, Well, they'll need to make a more attractive then offer then, won't they? And it's all starting to get a bit nasty, isn't it, at that point? So Andy accuses of him, him that he's acting like a Bond villain, doesn't he? <laughs> it's, they're both really starting to be mean to each other now, the two sets of guys. Um, and then uh, yeah. Simon of Simon and Garfunkel sort of has a bit of hay fever, so he obviously has to wipe his eyes. And Lance really goes on, on in on him then, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, don't cry, <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's, that's like awful. And he, he milks it for about like five <laughs> yeah. minutes. not does,
0: they're, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like hundreds of meters away, and he's still going. Don't, cry, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the pettiness oh, is so brilliant.
2: It's so school, school, childish. Yeah.
0: It's very accurate. Yeah. Um. So then they, they agree they need to let a Bishop or go and speak to Bishop and tell him he can't let them on. Um, and Lance is off once again to help Maggie, isn't he? So he can't do it. So he says to Andy, you, you've got to go and speak to Bishop. And that, <laughs> Andy's like, oh, I'm not good at talking to people, but I'll try. So we go to the next scene. And, of course, Andy is at Mr. Bishop's door. And he goes to see Bishop to warn him about rogue detectress And he puts a bit of fear into him, doesn't he? And he goes, oh, there's these rogue detectrists going around. Don't give them any permission. They'll just sort of steal from you. And it's at this mm. point, uh, Mr. Larry Bishop remembers about some jewellery bits that have been ploughed up in the past, doesn't he? Yes. Um, and then Bishop starts talking to his invisible dogs again. And he <laughs> says he'll keep an eye out for those things. So immediately you're intrigued, mm. aren't you? What are these things going to be are they going to be genuine things or is it going to be something mad and random <laughs> you're not quite sure with this character yeah
2: mentioned uh justine as well um which alludes to be his wife but mm. not sure
0: yes the missing wife uh,
2: justine didn't want them Thought they were costume jewelry
0: that's right a bit of old tat yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Uh, So we then cut, and Lance is indeed helping Maggie again, uh, getting stuff out of the van. She's been off somewhere random to get lots of new things for the crystal shop, hasn't she? And it's quite funny because she's like, oh, it's really cheap. Oh, yeah,
1: the mystery boxes. (laughs) boxes. Uh, Mixed
0: (laughs) spiritual. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't know what you're going to get. It's very funny. And he's obviously been trying to impress her. Again,
1: that that, that could be i think i feel like that could be like another metaphor for metal detecting like she doesn't know what's in these boxes you aren't metal detecting you never know what you're going to find mm. like, there's, there's, like similar parallels going on there
0: that's really yeah, true so. isn't it yeah you yeah. never know what it's going to be same with her mystical boxes i suppose um And then Mm. she starts asking him and he's obviously Mm. been trying to impress her by saying that he's going to do this song, isn't he, at the pub. So she's saying she she used to love it when he played his mandolin (laughs) and uh, it reminded her of Kermit the Frog, (laughs) which I was just like, oh, ouch. (laughs) That's (laughs) not what he wanted to hear.
1: And then he corrects her and says, (laughs) (laughs) it the banjo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: back with his facts actually <laughs> it was a banjo <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh and then uh yeah tony appears and it must just be like a dagger through lance's heart every time we see tony appear and he's all bedraggled and in a dressing gown because apparently he's got his herniated discs so lance is like no oh.
2: i love tony's character such a—he's like the complete odd one out through the whole series. You know, he's like just a normal person, and everyone else who does detecting and stuff obviously aren't normal. So you've got the normal guy who's just—you know—just amused okay. by his amused by his wife and his and he's her associate's yes. friend's hobby and everything. Else. Yeah, and he
0: just smiles at him whenever he's talking, doesn't he? You can tell Tony doesn't respect Lance in any way um and then yeah of course um she checks in that lance is going to take her mum to bingo so tony's like at the football he says that tony's doing the football and you think oh okay tony's busy but it turns out actually tony's just going to be sitting around watching football at home and so they're again yeah.
2: playing <laughs> no watching oh portman road no exactly
0: TV. <laughs> exactly so yeah poor lance once again I feel really sorry for him. Still feeling sorry for him. I was feeling sorry for him in episode one and still feeling sorry for him in episode two. Um, And then we cut to a really funny scene. So this is where Andy is waiting for Becky outside the school. And he's just kind of casually there, isn't he? Like Looking at his phone, leaning up against the tree outside of school. (laughs) And then he gets a float.
2: This is my favourite scene. (laughs) I don't know if it's my favourite scene of the entire series or just this episode, oh, but it's, it's definitely so like well
0: that. done. It's so well written, isn't it? Yes. Um, it? So yeah, the police community support officer approaches him, asking him if, if he's got kids in the school, doesn't he? And Andy's like, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got any kids. And then the officer asks him what he's doing there. He says he's waiting for his girlfriend. And then the the police officer goes, <laughs> which class is she in? <laughs> and then the penny drops, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Chaffin's, I think. <laughs> I, I love the fact that she goes, "All oh, the kids in Chaffinch have left. <laughs>
2: It's, no, she's a teacher. She's not. a, she's a teacher. All I have to reaffirm <laughs> that. Like this, just the policeman takes it it's so blasé that well, I think all the children are gone to, from the from the class. I can't believe I the acceptance <laughs> of that.
0: Oh, it's so funny. It's so so funny. And then uh, yeah, he explains to his girlfriend's the teacher as you say, Ross, and then uh, he says, "Oh, well, you were making some of the mums the mums nervous." <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Becky, luckily, uh, approaches... <laughs> Um, she's surprised, she's pleasantly surprised that Andy has taken a bit of time for her and has turned up to meet her to walk her home. To which Andy says, Do I look like a paedophile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's <clears throat> ever so comforting. She goes, Well, you do have a bit of a look about you, but she reassures him it's more of a drug dealer look than a paedophile look.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he does, he does kind of, you know, there's a sliding scale between whether he's that, the paedophile end or the drug dealer end. He's somewhere, and one day it might be be more one end than the other. So uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely could pass for both. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. But he, he states that he feels
2: <laughs> I love how he I love how he just says, Oh, that's all right then. As and just so nonchalantly takes <laughs> it. I think it's really, really quite a good humour throughout everything. It's the for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. Oh dear. So they two go off and they're walking home through the park and um They're saying, oh, she's teasing him, isn't she? Because he's obviously been talking about Lance and helping him with the band at the pub. And he's saying, Lance isn't my boyfriend. Because, you know, there's that slight element of jealousy, isn't there, from Becky and the amount of time they spend together, I think. Um, And then he's talking about the band. And Becky at this point asks what the band was called. And he says, oh, I don't know. Um, But we know that he knows because he said earlier on, didn't he, that it was the the. Fanny magnets, wasn't it? But he chooses not to reveal the yeah. name to Becky. <laughs> I <telling> her that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd be well a Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't. No, especially no. given
2: what she's just been. He's just been referred to as. <laughs> exactly,
0: he doesn't want to cause <laughs> any more friction with Becky with that one. Um. So he's explaining it. it's in the White Horse next Thursday. Um, and she's saying she can't come because she's got 30 stories to read and mark and all the rest of it. So unfortunately, she won't be able to go. Um, and then we get to one of these famous scenes. So Andy is uh, working again. It must be the next day. And he's cutting grass on the public highway. So is this one yeah. of those Easter eggs again that you were talking yeah, about, Yeah, because
1: he's, he's using a strimmer, So it's like he's, he's swinging, like he's swinging his detector. Like like in the, yeah. the other episode one, when he's, is he polishing the floor or mopping? I can't remember which. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the corridor. It's, it's the same movements and he finds the button and now he's got the strimmer. Yeah. Like, Ren
2: finds a toad. Yeah. And, and he puts it in his yeah. pocket, yeah.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly.
2: And I think he probably took it home and polished it up as well. <laughs> put in some vinegar vinegar vin, vinegar bath
0: <laughs> looked it up to try and work out where yeah. it's from <laughs> so yeah and again at this point and the same with the previous episode it's at these points that and you will then have obviously been thinking about things and he, he chooses to uh Call up Lance, doesn't he, again? Um, and Lance is, uh, he's just crashed actually with his forklift by the looks of thing. And there's uh, a big box of Swedes all- and Swedes all over the place um and he asked if he spoke to bishop just to make sure he wasn't going to entertain young antiquity searchers, um and and he says he'll tell him all about it when he comes over and then he he states that he's um on the a404 i didn't know if that had any meaning to anything the a404 the road that he was working on or not it seemed a bit of a random reference
1: uh it doesn't ring any bells to me unless it's an older roman road
0: mm-hmm yeah maybe maybe uh, i have to look that one up i didn't know if you'd have noticed anything okay so we are now in lance's house so famously lance likes to cook for andy and uh we've got a close-up of a treasure chest of the fish tank and uh lance is you know questioning andy on bishop um and andy's saying that you know Bishop did say he has some artefacts somewhere that had been found before, so Lance is obviously really interested in that. So he serves up his food, which is swede surprise. The surprise being how bland it is, and (laughs) it doesn't look great, does it? (laughs) Oh, that is bland. Exactly. Oh, very bland. Um, so yeah, they're talking about uh, should they tell the club, the metal detecting club, about Bishop's farm yet? Andy asks. So Andy always sort of wants to do the right thing and be upfront and transparent, doesn't he? But Lance is like, no, nah, let's keep it to ourselves because someone will tell the beards, and I'm I'm assuming he means the beards being archaeologists. Um, so he doesn't want people to know yet.
2: Yeah. He said as well, he, did you see he used the word tambourine oh, no. for the time being? No. He said, uh, let's keep, keep it to ourselves ah, for the tambourine, no. which I think is another word, one of his little idioms. Um, but ah, yeah, meaning the well it?
0: No, I didn't catch that one at all. Um, so then Andy starts asking him about his song, doesn't he? <laughs> And this is quite funny. So Mm -hmm. Lance says he's developed a problem in that he can't stand up. (laughs) And Andy's like, yes, you can. I've seen you do it. (laughs) But then he explains he can't stand up and play the mandolin at the same time. So Lance has got himself in a pickle, hasn't he?
2: Yeah. So did he reveal he needs a cushion here or not? I can't remember. I can't remember from
0: that. Can't remember if he reveals about a cushion. No, I think at this point Andy just can't believe that he's going to do it. Still, so he um, he asks us. To, he says to him, well, just sit down then and play the song." And it's at that point that Lance sits and sings his song, and it's uh, it's quite poignant, isn't it? His little song. yeah, I really
2: like it. I think it's very uh, very sweet, and when you actually see it played in the pub later as well, it really kind of just. It you know, creates a lovely, quiet atmosphere, everyone's silent after they clap, but yeah. it's, the, it's, it's yeah. one of those songs. Um, it's a heartbreaker. It was good.
0: A heartbreaker.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And then...
2: Yeah. No, 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 I was just going to probably say so we you're going to say, which is what Lance Andy says about it, which is um, that it's quite good, and he's astounded It's it's that good. And he says, oh, you think it's astounding? No, I'm standing. I'm standing. It's quite. I'm standing. It's
0: quite good. <laughs> exactly. Still we'll keeping down a little. So. Yes, you've got to keep the facts right, Lance. <laughs> oh gosh. So then, yeah, we're back at the club, and it's that familiar scene of everyone sort of gathered around the kitchen hatch, isn't it? When everyone gets their tea and cake and stuff, and and Sophie's there, and this is where we really first get introduced properly to Hugh. So Hugh is asked about his gear by Lance. So he's asking what machine he's using. And he says he's got the VK30. And Lance is saying, yeah, that's a solid detector. So again, it's another one of the detectors, isn't it, spoken about? mm um, and yeah. then Lance shouts over to, because he mistakenly thinks that maybe it was one of those that found a hoard. So he shouts over to Terry and then Terry says, no, it's next P. Deus. So, yeah. yeah, you hear again about another yeah. brand. So, again, the first time I watched this, this meant nothing to me. I was like, oh, yeah. I could be saying anything.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, same here. I just, I was, I didn't even think about, you know, what the detectors they might have used. Didn't didn't occur to me that there were different brands or anything. I mean, I would, you know, you know it's an obvious thing that there would be, but, mm. um, and so it's only since watching it as someone who actually uses a detector that I'm actually now curious to, to see if you if they've covered the brand over because it's product placement yeah. or if they actually are open with the brands and, and they have been open with it, which is good.
0: Mm.
2: So yeah, it's really quite interesting now mm. seeing those little details that I hadn't considered before. Interesting. I wonder
1: mm. if they had to have permission for to talk about each of the brands
0: yeah i don't know <clears throat> that's sure. i'm gonna to have to look up but i'm guessing as if it's not just one brand and it is just all of the brands maybe they have to cover like all the major brands and they're not receiving any kind of funding or anything from any particular brand maybe that's okay i suppose don't know yeah
2: but they slagged off the Arado, yeah. so hopefully they're not still in
0: business. Cause... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll be out for blood. <laughs> uh, so Sophie's asking um, Lance and Andy about um, Bishop's place, and then Lance is like, how do you know? And it, she's like, why is it such a secret? Yeah, exactly. And, and Lance is doing his best to make sure everybody knows they're still just at the researching point, and they're not actually got the permission or anything. <laughs>
2: thing is though she says oh you've got the permission and then lance says how do you know and then she says to andy you told me but andy never told her obviously this is her
0: mm-hmm. and
2: spying so this is where that um that spying is coming in so i think it's he he's kind of questioned himself then and and that's the first sort of nugget of doubt potentially because they mm-hmm. on, he was first not thinking he told her either yeah, um, and it's like that first nugget of doubt where mm. later on, obviously, we reveal later what happens, but yeah. oh, no
0: spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. No, no, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, it's the first point, isn't it? Where it's just like, hang on, did that really happen? Um, so yeah, and then we hear that, um, Lance is saying it's not secret, they're just researching it, but then Terry is talking about the Bob Cromer death, isn't he? And he's saying that, you know ignored basic health and safety it's day one of metal detecting school and then Sophie asks is there such a place I thought that was quite funny (laughs) is there like a metal detecting school we all go to (laughs) the naivety (laughs) and Andy's like no there's definitely not a metal detecting school Um, (laughs) and then Terry says he's proud of no fatalities in the DMDC in the last three years so I was like hang on a minute I couldn't remember who died then three years ago? Um, anyway, Terry says he wants to keep it that way.
2: Um, uh, there's a there's an element. I think that is just a line for, you know, uh, to be a, to be a joke because obviously a three year no death record is not a good record at all. No, um, but he talks about it as if it's a proud thing to, to be in possession of as a record, and it reminds me there's an Alan Partridge um, or that Steve Coogan character from you know way back where he's he's actually like a pool uh, attendant or something like that. And he boringly reveals year after year, in 1982, there was no deaths. In 1983, there was one death. And then he just (laughs) does it year by year, no deaths, no deaths, no deaths. And and it reminded me of that. Um, But there's also, I don't know if this is deliberate or not, because this came out in 2014. In 2013, the Alpha Papa Alan Partridge film came out. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, his assistant, well, not assistant. The guy who worked at the hotel and the travel tavern, Michael the Geordie died allegedly trying to save his life at the end on Chroma Pier. So there's two Chroma-related deaths in Partridge and in this.
0: Probably oh. nothing to
2: do with each other at all, but um, but it's just interesting the choice of the, the word Chroma for his yeah. surname.
0: Well spotted. Yeah, I would have never have got that in a million years. No, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so terry terry then wants to talk to lance and andy about bishop's mission they still again they say they're just researching it they're really keeping this under wraps and then terry's quite enthused by that he says you can never do too much research he uh, abides by the three r's and he asks you what are the three r's and then everyone goes to research or research research research, or research. research. <laughs>
2: I invented that he said
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, And then we pan to the finds table And it's a sad sight isn't it Because we've got the two matchbox cars That Lance and Andy found at the beginning of the episode And then one spoon um, Which is Hugh's spoon isn't it
1: <laughs> From <the> Little Chef
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly It's a Little Chef uh, spoon Which is so funny And, uh,
1: and and then he just walks off, disappointed. Like, oh come cool, on, you can do better than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: And also, no uh, product placement there either, because Little Chef no longer exists, which is a, a
0: sad. Bit. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. no, no. Um, so Terry, yeah, ter- Terry tells them to do better. Change the batteries on their detectors. <laughs> He's a bit exasperated, isn't he? With the rubbish <laughs> find, not fun. <bad. laughs> Uh so you get Andy and Sophie walking away from the pub and Sophie is uh probing with Andy about why the secrecy, isn't she? And then Andy lets more information slip to Sophie, he's talking about the uh Saxon ship burial that they think's around there somewhere. King Sexrid of the East Saxons. And they're talking about they're talking about Bede, aren't they? Bede says it's so uh, in the Historia e- Ecle- oh, oh I can't say the word.
2: Ecclesiastica.
0: Yes. <laughs> that book, that one that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. um, so Sophie says she'll she'll help out. She's being a mate, she's gonna do some digging at a uni. Uh, that's of course if Lance doesn't mind, she says. So Andy's up for it. And he just defends Lance, and he's just protective and doesn't, you know, like the antique researchers. So he does def- defend his mate there, doesn't he, mm. as to why he's being so cagey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we go back to, we cut to Lance. who's already at home, and he's practising his song, isn't he? And he's, he's sort of talking himself through how he's going to introduce it in the pub <laughs> on the night. And he's sat on the floor drinking a can by himself, isn't he? Yeah, we've all done that <laughs> as well. Um. Yeah.
2: Sat cross-legged with a can yep. and just been talking about what, yeah, planning what you're going to say to introduce a song you've written.
0: Yeah, yeah, how he's talking about how uh, his heart has been trampled and all this kind of stuff, and how you don't know what you've got until it's gone. So, again, poor Lance. Um, but he's getting ready. He's getting ready for his big night, and that's what we like to see.
2: He even, allu- even says at the end of the final version about the she'll she'll leave with the manager of pizza Hut. <laughs> it's like so so like generic and then dreamy and then specific um, so we definitely we definitely know if we're any doubt that that's about maggie now. Yeah,
0: exactly still getting that anger out isn't he um so andy's at home and he's telling becky the song is actually surprisingly good and becky's probing him isn't she on the lyrics and whether it's about Maggie. She wants to know the goss. Um, and uh, she asks if Andy's going to sing and he says he might do the harmony. He's well up for it at this point, isn't
2: he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love how she bursts laughing every time he says anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like their relationship. Mm. Um, you know, all shit about fancying Fiona Bruce in episode one and the, the way she just kind of, there's that kind of just mocking of mm. each other. But yeah, but just they, they take it and, and he, they, there's no kind of real grudges either. You know, she goes to the pub in episode one. Oh, sorry, he goes to the pub with Lance in episode one and she says, oh, it would be quite nice on Saturday night to go to the pub at the corner of my road with a couple of dicks. <laughs> but yes. she doesn't kind of hold a grudge. She just kind of he he apologises and then she's OK again. And it's... it's the very calm, nice relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So but, but, so that that uh, that sets up the ability for them to mock each other and laugh at
0: what they mm. think is quite
2: good, uh, I think.
0: Yeah. And she continues to wind him up and tease him, doesn't she? Because she's talking about how much he must live, uh, miss in life because he's always looking down and scanning the years and no wonder he's got a bad back because all the years are detecting and <laughs> looking down. And she's... Uh, she's teasing him and then it immediately cuts to the new scene doesn't it and it's fantastic the way it cuts to them both it being detecting in the field deep in thought yeah heads down heads down listening to the tones and then they get there's you can see the red arrows or something just coming over <laughs> is... fly past <laughs> so loud as
2: well
1: <laughs> so, so good so, so good. funny like you just you put your headphones on and you're in your own little world Like whenever whatever's going on over there just doesn't exist
0: yeah does not exist so yeah they get a fly past about 10 foot above them he's coming towards them and she sees it and she's like oh wow oh wow and then uh andy spots her coming and has to like lob a stone at lance to get him out of his sort of trance of detecting to say oi sophie's coming and then he's uh he's again a bit like oh what's she doing here you know so she's got some paperwork so she's there to tell her tell them both about you know what she's found but she's like oh did you uh, organize that for me and she's trying to have a bit of a joke and they're still completely unaware what she's talking about they're like what are you on about it they just don't know that the fly past has happened so yeah i really enjoyed that scene it's funny they've both found a bunch of nails so she's like what have you found they've both found like Pretty new copper nails, haven't they? and it's a bit like, oh, that's a bit weird. Where are they coming from?
2: Yeah,
0: um, but Sophie's done yeah. some some um research, and she doesn't think that um he's buried there at all, does she? Uh, she's saying from her research she thinks sex red and his brothers went to fight the west saxons and they were slain in wessex so this is where lance starts arguing his case doesn't he and he said like no 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 well yeah that happened but his body would have been brought back here and she's like impossible everybody died and lance is like no 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 some of them would have survived and brought him back and the treasure back so they're having a bit of to and from aren't they Mm. um when suddenly lance notices something in the grass ahead of them (laughs) and he he takes out his binoculars to have a look and all you can see is the top of the hair of simon and garth (laughs) uncle can't you like a grey (laughs) shot they're there um but um yeah before that actually it was really funny and I hadn't thought about Charlie from Casualty for a very long time.
2: <laughs> I love, I love that. Just the, the completely random personality. And again, this is also quite partridge in as well. Like, I've got everything about a partridge. And um, there's a couple of, uh, well, lots and lots of mentions of like random people that have been put into a situation. So for instance, you know, this is not an example from that, but it would be like oh i met um. gloria Hunniford at an opening of shoe zone or something completely <laughs> completely like off the wall why would why would gloria Hunniford be doing anything to do a shoe zone but then so like this this program about you know this Saxon king by charlie from casualty it's just so random it's <laughs> brilliant
0: <laughs> It's brilliant, isn't it? So it's just like, where, where do you, why are you so certain? It's because of Charlie from Casualty <laughs> and this documentary. And then that's at the point... You saw a documentary. <laughs> that's at the point that Lance sees something weird happening in the in the bushes further down in the field. <laughs> so he gets out his binoculars and sees Simon and Garfunkel in the long grass, uh, to which they both immediately start teasing them again, don't they? And they're like, morning, ladies. Are you having a cuddle? <laughs> and... They're like, oh, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything, and they they stand up, and then you hear a bit of a rattle, and then uh, Lance is like, hang on a minute, what's this? And he he finds all these nails at their feet, don't they? So they've obviously been going round yeah. and sabotaging the the boys' dig on that day by lobbing a load of nails about. Poor play. Poor sport. Um. So then Lance starts to pretend phone the police, doesn't he? Saying he's found a couple canoodling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Look <laughs> like Simon and Garfunkel. That's it, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> That's
0: it. <laughs> uh, so they're like, we know you're not actually on the phone, but he continues and does <laughs> it very well. So they they just sort of put their heads down and wander off, don't they? <laughs> Um, And then you suddenly hear the booming voice of uh, Bishop, who's approaching. Um, He's coming along. He's saying, don't worry, don't worry, the dogs won't bite. So again, we get to meet his invisible dogs, (laughs) which aren't actually there. (laughs) And Andy uh, introduces Sophie. And Bishop's not too concerned by Sophie's presence, is he? He Just says hello. And then uh, he's come along with. Little box of treasures, and he said, I've been looking out for you. And he's found those bits and pieces he was alluding to earlier on in the episode, hasn't he? So it's at this point I was thinking, "Hmm, What's this going to be? And I remember the first time around thinking it was just going to be something like a broken spoon or something like that. But you get a glint, don't you? And there's nothing mistaking what would be Saxon gold and and garnet gems and things in there. Yeah, it was a
2: a sword pommel a uh clasp and a and then it just nondescript bejeweled metal objects mm. uh on the bbc, BBC script
1: But ah. yeah. see, I've, all, I've always wondered what was actually in there because all i remember seeing was like the rectangular um garnet and gold like uh cross oh, thing but so I, couldn't, I? I couldn't like i couldn't make out what it was and i couldn't see the other things that were in there well
2: mm. yeah yeah you,
1: it's, you can instantly tell that it's something nice it's some nice treasure <laughs> yeah and then, and then he walks off saying
2: culturally oh. significant treasure as well
1: yeah yeah and then he walks off saying what do you think it's made of a bit of brass <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and lance is like yeah yeah, yeah it's probably <laughs> a bit of brass because he doesn't want he doesn't want him <sighs> to know it's treasure And you can see Sophie off at the sides, like, she's desperate, isn't she, to say something, but Lance is like, no, no, yeah, yeah. And he tries to give it to Lance, doesn't he? And he's like, no, no, you keep that, you keep that. Um, So then Bishop's wanders off, and then it's at that point, they're all traipsing across the field after Lance. And Andy's saying, you know, because Andy always wants to be transparent, wants to do the right thing, and he's like, you know, we should tell him it's gold. And then Sophie's saying they've got a responsibility to report it. So Lance is like, ah, ah he's not having yeah. any of it, is he?
2: Yeah, old man Adam found it forty years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. Though it's not his responsibility. Yeah. Is he? I don't know why the others gave him such a hard time for it. No,
1: it, it does. It does bring up the whole like a really good argument about like the seriousness <laughs> of um, reporting your finds to the FLR. Well, yeah, I agree. If someone else found it, it's up to them to report it. It's... Yeah, especially
0: forty years later. And then
1: look, Lance says, yeah man says as soon as we find something then we'll report it that's
0: right yeah yeah so he's he says exactly that he's not being shady that's nothing to do with them they're going to find the actual treasure (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then they'll report it and do it all properly so yeah 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 he's happy with that and that seems to settle sophie and andy as well they're happy with that too um so yeah he gets sets two, doesn't he? Much like the first episode, Lance has sort of jogged on to where he wants to start digging again, gets the signal immediately again, and uh, they're both watching thinking, oh, crumbs, has he done it? Has he done it? And then, uh, yeah, he digs up whatever signal it is, and then he finds a lovely... Ford Mustang car, and that's how they wrap up the episode, isn't it? Once
2: again, it goes full loop again, back to the start.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's where we're left. So in this episode, we've had a few revelations, haven't we? We've had some hints that maybe Sophie isn't quite as squeaky clean as we think. And we've seen the, uh, the treasure that's rolled up before on Bishop's permission. So the excitement's there now, isn't it, that something's there. And also we can't wait to see Lance's performance of his song. Fun. And I'm looking forward to to episode three. Yeah. So, uh, Where's it going now? I can't remember what's happening. It's great. I've absolutely wiped the whole series from my, from my head. So I'm thinking next week. I'm wondering if we're ever going to see them digging in the rain because it's been far too perfect of conditions so far. <laughs> They're
1: getting it too easy. That's, that's the only um, non-truth that I can find about that TV show, That it's always really nice weather.
2: Yeah, well, this was filmed, I think, in May um, of that year according to the BBC script.
0: Oh, okay. Right.
2: Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, and I think they probably chose mostly, you know, decent days to do it.
0: Yeah, it's got to help, right? <laughs> Continuity between yeah. shots and stuff. Yeah. Exactly how yeah. soaked are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, Ross, thank yeah. you so much for coming and being uh, yeah. an expert, guest Al. alongside me and Carl. No problem. And you're gonna be back again, aren't you, for season one, episode five in the rotation. So Yeah.
2: And I'm, as obviously I've got to watch episodes three and four just to make sure exactly. that I know what's happened by episode
0: five. Yeah. yeah. And then next week we've got episode three and we will have Emma from M Love Old Stuff as well. So she'll be our third guest on rotation so you've um you have gonna have met all the crew dear listeners we will be here for you or with you for the next 18 episodes 20 episodes in total so i can't wait to get through it and then we're gonna have an awesome wrap-up party at the end aren't we yeah that's what i'm looking forward to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome thank you carl thank, thank you Ross. and uh we'll catch you listeners on the next episode thank you, you bye
2: bye